Welcome to I Hate Sand, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Aaron. I'm Reagan. We're just three lifelong friends sitting around a table talking about hot Star Wars topics. We recognize that Star Wars means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, and we may disagree on the specificities, but at the end of the day, we all love Star Wars. Let's dive right in. What's up, everybody? Man, it's been a hot minute. It's been like a year. Yeah, that seems right. We're finally back. So we're here to talk about a very controversial, as always, it seems like anything Star Wars related is controversial, but especially the show, it seems like Book of Boba Fett has such a divide of people who love it and people who don't. Um, yeah. So let's get into a quick recap. In episode one, we see a lot of Boba's flashbacks on escaping from the Sarlacc, which I was kind of disappointed with escaping the Sarlacc because it was like a 10 second scene. Same. I wanted to see more for sure. Yeah, it was just kind of glossed over. I mean, we've been waiting 40 years for this moment, and then we get 10 seconds of it. Um, and, like, what the fuck is with the stormtrooper that was, like, inside of the Sarlacc? Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck yeah. did he come from? So then he pops out. The Jawas take his armor. LOL. Um, and he looks like a roasted fuck with his face all burnt to it shit. Looks bad. Um, yeah. And then the Tuscans capture him. And they take him into their tribe. Um, and so he's like throughout episode one, he's trying to escape and do these things and he gets beat up by a bunch of little Tuscan kids, gets made a little bitch, um, (laughs) which seems to be like a common theme of the show. That's always been part of Boba's character, even (laughs) if you didn't want to admit it. That is true. Can't argue that. And then, um... He gets into this predicament where he has to fight this four-armed creature that looks like the four-armed dude from Mortal Kombat. Um, but, you know, that's whatever. Dude, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but... Yeah, that um, I can't remember it either. Uh, then we cut to episode two, which, honestly, like, I really enjoyed. So we find out a bunch of lore on the Tusken Raiders and, like, how they're different. Each tribe is different. Boba goes on like this drug trip and <laughs> with like a, a, a nose lizard that gets into his brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot that, about that. That part was amazing. I don't know. I really enjoyed seeing that. That's something that I didn't think that I wanted that I really enjoyed. Um, and so the Tuscans train him and they make him a better fighter and they he makes his own gaffy stick at the end, which is pretty sweet getting to watch mm-hmm. him craft that. Um, and then after this episode is where the show kind of goes downhill for me. Um, in episode three, we find out that no one respects Boba, uh, as a crime Lord from this watermonger. Um, and that's where Boba meets his cyberpunk spy kids gang that he goes on a lot of really fun adventures with. Uh, uh, yeah. So 
I know a lot of people have complaints about that, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, the highlight of this episode for me is the rancor that Boba is given by the twins and like a brief cameo of Danny Trejo who never comes back and <laughs> is not important to the story at all. I kind of thought we might see him again. Me too. From that episode, but no. Like why bring Danny Trejo back for two seconds? The worst part about this episode for me is watching Boba get thrown around in a diaper by black Chrysanthemum. He's like all lubed up and oiled up from his back to tank and Chrysanthemum just goes to town. Uh, but luckily the cyberpunk gang gets to save him. And the Gamorians, don't forget them. <laughs> they barely helped. They did show up at the end though. They did. Somehow they always show up at the end of the fight um, they're never around when they're supposed to be. Except for the finale. They somehow <laughs> were the first ones to... Yeah. Then we find out that apparently some biker speed gang murdered all of the Tuscans that trained Boba, and he's out for blood at this point. Uh, then we go to episode four. We find out how Boba saved Fennec, which I guess is kind of cool. Um, it kind of ties more into the modding, like the body mod parts. Which is another thing we hadn't really ever seen much of in Star Wars. So The only mods we've seen so far have been human, haven't they? What do you mean? Like uh, like recreating a human body part? Yeah, like I, I can't like Luke's recall hand. in the sh- Yeah, I can't yeah. recall in the seeing in the show like an alien with mods. Yeah, no, you're right. It's pretty so much funny. just been like um, recreating an arm that gets chopped off or a hand that gets chopped off. Or Fennec's entire digestive Insides. system. Yeah. <laughs> so Fennec saves Boba, um, and then he needs help to get his ship back from Jabba's palace. So him and Fennec go along, and they break into Jabba's palace. They meet Chef General Grievous, and they save the ship. And they take that ship and they go back to the Sarlacc pit, which mm-hmm. for some reason Boba thinks his armor is there, even though he got beat up by Jawas and his armor taken. I don't know how he could forget something like that. I think the idea um, is that he's so out of it from being like acid washed for however long he was in there that like he was basically unconscious when his armor was being taken. Yeah, Maybe. that's probably it, but alternative idea maybe he was just so embarrassed that he just wanted to pretend it never happened <laughs> that, that, that could be yeah i'd be let's down not for rule that. anything out in star wars so they get the ship they find out his armor isn't there um and we go back to the present time after all these flashbacks the flashbacks are done finally the back to scenes are done finally and boba just seems to be obsessed with his back to tank throughout the first half of the season, which is so strange to me. Um, Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, they say, all right, we're going to need some muscle for this job, for this war. And then cue Din Djarin's little musical motif. And we're like, oh, shit, Mandalorian's coming back. Episode five and six are arguably the best episodes of the season to me. Um Man, I, I got yeah. I got thoughts about about that we'll, claim. We'll, we'll, get we'll get there. there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so Mando, he's on a job, 
and he takes the head of this bounty and brings it back. And he's on this really cool planet that looks like a halo ring. Um, yeah. yeah it's like a really from? narrow Coruscant. Sure. It's like all city, but it's like a, <laughs> yeah, just, just a halo. A couple in layers space. of Coruscant. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very strange, but cool. Um, and Boba finds the Mandalorian coven, which just basically makes up of two Mandalorians at this point. And you find out that Mando and Paz Vizsla have this feud because Paz Vizsla wants the Darksaber. It belongs to his family lineage. And they duel it out. And Mando kicks his ass. But right after the fight, the armorer is like, yo, Mando, did you take off your helmet, bro? (laughs) And... Mando just I, I, I just got to check real quick. It came to my mind. Uh, have either of you taken off your helmet at any time? <laughs> and Mando stares at her awkwardly for like 30 seconds and is like, yeah, I did. And she's like, well, guess what, Mando? Twice. You're no longer a Mandalorian, so get the fuck out of here. Unless you... Uh, she tells him about some random pool. Yeah, yeah. unless you so go, like, like take a something. swim in this place you can't get to. <laughs> and Mando never goes. And so... I guess uh, that's uh, season three of the Mando for for us. Yeah, it might be. Mando takes his staff before leaving, and he crafts a little piece of armor for baby Grogu. And he heads out on this, like, commercial shuttle back to Tatooine because we always have to go back to Tatooine and um, that is where the show is set and we find that's out where Star Wars is set yeah that's what I'm, I'm kind of Good annoyed point. about it like most of Star Wars takes place on the worst planet ever um, yeah on the most the least interesting <laughs> least hospitable planet least yeah. interesting it, it's definitely the least hospitable but I think it's pretty interesting especially with all the show has given us about it um, about the Tuskens. Yeah, we, we can get it. About how that. they survive out there. Oh. How it used to be covered in oceans. And guess who shows up again? My favorite character from Mandalorian, the Space Nanny. Space Mechanic. Space Mechanic. She has a surprise for Mando. Uh, she has an NS1 Naboo Starfighter, which is fucking sick. It's and badass, so, dude. Dude, I want to know how she got that thing. I know, right? This is so, why she's a good character, Taylor. She no. brings interesting things to the table. You've just she admitted does. it. Mm. And after the finale, I think she's going to hook up with that that Twi'lek major domo guy. <laughs> it's what it seems like. I hope like. so. Um, I mean, she's hooked up with Jawas, so she's into some weird shit. She, I mean, she's yeah. down for anything. <laughs> She said the main problem with the Jawas was the hairiness. Yeah, she made a point like five times, five <laughs> times during that episode to say how furry they are. Um, yeah, something we never needed to know or wanted to know. So uh, they uh, they spend most of the episode fixing up the Nabu Starfighter. Mando takes the NS1 through Beggar's Canyon, which is pretty sweet. Getting to see some prequel love in the show because we don't get yeah. we don't get enough prequel love in any Star Wars. That's true. So after he comes back and Fennec shows up and she's like, yo, I need your help. And he's like, yeah, I'll help you. But first I need to go take up another episode of Book of Boba Fett and I need to go see my buddy. (laughs) Which was fantastic. So now we're in episode six. 
mostly Grogu and Luke training, which is like, it's some of the best Star Wars I've seen in, in such a long time. Yeah. And um, real just, episode five flashbacks. Yeah. And they're just paying tribute to a lot of Empire Strikes Back moments with Yoda and Luke training. And yep. it was just beautiful. Um, and Ahsoka shows up and getting to see her again was pretty cool. Um, episode six was hands down my favorite episode of the season. I loved it so much. I was like, I was watching it by myself and then Aubrey was in the other room and I was like, Aubrey, get in here. You have to watch this. <laughs> she loves Grogu too. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Those are just some of the best Grogu moments mm-hmm. I think that we've gotten so far. Mando has to leave Grogu there uh, to finish his training and he goes back to Tatooine and he needs, Boba still needs help. He still doesn't have enough of an army to win this war with the Pikes. Um, and so Mando goes to Freetown to enlist the help of Cobb Vanth and the people of Freetown. After he leaves, we get another really cool live action cameo, which is Cad Bane. And Cad Bane smokes the fuck out of Cobb Vanth and his fucking deputy. I honestly thought it might be close for a minute. Cause that, if you remember that episode started out with Cobb Vanth confronting those pikes. Mm Mm-hmm. And he guns like three of yeah. them down in like a split second. Yeah. Like, Smokes him. Maybe he's got good enough skills. But I kind of forgot about that. That's a good way to set up like this the later. Duel. Yeah, this later battle that's going to be had because then you you do then remember like these are two yeah. really great bounty hunters or you know sharpshooters going against each other. Yeah, who's going to win? But he's still no one's a match for Cad Bane. No one is faster. Oh, that's what you think. He's the fastest gun in the West. So then we get to the season finale. There's a war uh, with the Pikes and Boba's army. And we find out that the other leaders of the town are siding with the Pikes. Um, Even though Boba's like, hey, just stay neutral. And they're like, yeah, fuck (laughs) you. We want our spice and we want our drugs. Did anyone else not believe them for a second? I did not believe them for a second. Yep. I, I knew it was yeah. going to be bad news. Um, it seems sketchy. And so Bobo's only forces against like an army are his two Gamorrean guards, the cyberpunk gang, and Fennec and, and Mando. Mando. So it's like six people going up against an army. Oh, and Chrysanthemum. I, I guess he has Chrysanthemum too. Um, Still, it's not enough. He's got some power, but yeah, not enough. Not, not an army's worth. So they fight it out, and uh, the people of Freetown help them, but they didn't have enough people to save the Gaborian guards because they fly off the cliff. Um, and then after Sad. they get after they get gunned down, and like every bullet bounces off of their armor <laughs> for some reason, they're like getting shot at from every direction, and it's just like bouncing off. Like they didn't land. They didn't land a single shot in between the armor. Like, come on. But I'm I'm always amazed by how many shots just completely miss people. Yeah. Like not to like you're you're talking about like hitting like a precise part of their armor. Mm-hmm. You see how many just like fucking hit the dust yeah. for no reason. Like <laughs> yeah. they're not that far away. That's yeah. always been a thing in Star Wars blasters. though. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean stormtroopers are it's become a meme about stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so then the Droidicas show up and Bubba's like, Oh shit, and he flies off. 
And I thought that he was going to go enlist the help of like a bunch of bounty hunters. Like he was going to get Bosk and shit. Um, that would have been dope. Which, you know, the, the surprise wasn't that bad. He came back with the Rancor and... I thought it was better. I really? liked that a lot more. Yeah. Because I felt... I mean, this is something that's kind of a thought in the overall, especially in the Mando episodes. This was like almost too cameo driven, too cameo heavy. And up to this point, it was like, we have enough characters already established or that have been established here in this, in this show that you don't need to keep bringing in outside characters. So like bringing in Bosk or like a, a whole group of, of bounty hunters would have just like added on to that pile Whereas you would have had a totally discarded, ignored side pool of characters that have been already brought in from episodes one through, I mean, I guess really four, including the Rancor. So bringing in the Rancor was actually a good thing because at least it ties together the show within itself a little bit. And it was fucking sick. Yeah, it it was was pretty sick. Um, So the Rancor like demolishes the Droidicas. Um, and this part of the episode was like something that really bothered me. The, the reuniting of Grogu and Mando was just so like glossed over and really quick. And whenever they're separated at the end of Mando season two, there was so much emotional investment in them being separated. And there was a whole like three minute scene on them being separated and then when they get reunited, it's just so casual. He's like, he jumps on that cart and he's like, oh shit. Hey dude. And they're like, yo, and they get reunited. Um, I don't know. I had a really, well, I had a problem I mean, with that. They're in the middle of a giant firefight. So no, I know, yeah, but I just really feel like time. they should have done the reuniting some other way. I, I disagree because mostly because what you said about the rancor is wrong. The Rancor doesn't take out the Droidica, the giant Droidicas. Grogu takes out the, the first one. Right? And he so helps. that he only helps. He takes I, out the he screw. mostly he mostly does it though. Everybody I mean, he, is he, just totally fucked until Grogu steps know. in and does it. He that. intervenes at the last second and buys Mando like another another chance, basically. No. no. I don't agree with that. I think I mean, he is well, responsible. Look for what that. look at what he actually does. Like he does his thing where he like picks up the droid car with the force mm-hmm. and then he like knocks out a screw out of its leg. I mean, That's yeah, it. he he dismembers it. That's fucking cool. I mean, <laughs> he makes it a little bit harder for that thing to walk. Okay, let me get through the rest of this and then we'll come back. Um right. but then uh the rancor gets loose and starts to terrorize the town and people are like, Oh shit. And he's like eating people and, uh, flying in a tower. <laughs> One thing that bothered me is like, so the rancor shoves some of the pikes down his throat and just eats them. But with Mando, he like gnaws on his helmet instead of just swallowing him whole. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mando ends up being okay. And baby Grogu, um, Puts him puts the rancor to sleep with the force, and then he falls asleep, and it's really cute. Yeah, that scene was cute as fuck. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Um, <laughs> they both lay down next to each other. Yeah, um, 
So then the fight's over, the war's over, Fennec kills all, she assassinates, like, the mayor and all the crime lords, and she fucking hangs the mayor, which is pretty insane, (laughs) because I didn't expect Disney to do that. I didn't like the way she just, like, stabbed the the main, like, syndicate leader in the back, or the pike in the back, and then just kind of, like, scurries out of there. Like, I kind of wanted more of a confrontation there. I mean... That guy's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Like he's just he's just a front man for the Pike Syndicate. We don't really get any of its like character development or anything. Like we see I mean he's he's really responsible for the Tuscan tribe that Boba, you know, was like part of. He's really responsible. He admits to it at the beginning of that episode that he's really responsible for them being murdered. Again, he's just a front man for his company. If you want to pin blame, you should pin the blame on the entire Pike Syndicate because that's the way they do business. Well, I think, but then he represents the Pike Syndicate, right? Like by being the front person. What What would you have liked to have seen, Reagan? Just more of like a, an actual confrontation. You know, not just like a... He just kind of gets stabbed in the back and falls over and then she just is gone real quick. Like, I, I talk about it. a scene going too fast. That was one that I wanted a little bit more to happen. Wow, kinky. Um, so then everything's fine in the town, and Boba and Fennec are like apparently the new leaders, and Mando and Grogu fly off for their next adventure. And that scene at the end with both of them was was really cute, really funny. It was great. He was like, "Yo, yo, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing." Yeah, like, no, no. I've already done like four times and then he's like fine and then they leave alright so now that we've recapped the whole show I want to get into why I hated it um, <laughs> here's what I think they could have done to make this show great in my opinion first of all the cutting between flashbacks and real time was just so not done well. I feel like if they had just done the whole chronological timeline, started with Boba and the Sarlacc, and then we go up until he's in this war, it would have worked out fine. But that just cutting back and forth was just so jarring to me. The only thing I think that it serves, and if I'm trying to think like, like the writers, the reason they're doing this is because we start off seeing Boba looking disgusting because his body has been chemically mm-hmm. washed right yeah inside of the sarlacc and so we have to show how he is coming from that place of we have to show how he's coming from this place of yeah like of the the pain and the physical scarring of his body i don't think that flashbacks as a storytelling device ever really work great mm-hmm. yeah i mean they get the point across but i think you're right. Uh, chronological order might have been better. I yeah. think if they had presented it in chronological order, um, fans would have complained about that too. People would be like, "Yeah, could have." Why is Boba not like exactly like he was in Mando? Right. Like, why is he completely different? Which is, I mean, that was still a complaint, but it would have been even more so because you you would have just been watching wrecked Boba for the first few episodes. Yeah. The second 
big thing for me was they introduced such a cool aspect of Star Wars with the Tuscans and the Tuscan tribe and the lore. And then they just killed them off within two episodes. And I feel like if they had just waited, like, I don't know, maybe killed, killed off half the tribe, but then like the warrior Tuscan comes back at the end to help Boba fight instead of the people of Freetown, it would have been way more interesting and better storytelling if the Tuscans that saved him came back and saved him again. Maybe. That that one doesn't bother me as much because I think having all of them die is what propels Boba forward. Right? Like, you know. It is. It just felt like such a waste that they only had like a two-episode arc. You know, if we hadn't already had uh, more of a humanization of the Tuscans in the season two premiere of Mando, I would probably agree with you more. But since we've like we've already been introduced to this kind of idea of the Tuscans before, this wasn't the first time. This was just a deeper dive into that. Yeah, I'd like to add that I I would have loved to see more of the Tuscans, but it makes perfect sense that they were annihilated. Mm-hmm. because the way that pikes do do business like we were talking about earlier yeah and life on tatooine is just generally brutal and even the tuscans don't don't always get the better end of it they even mentioned like that specific tribe was a peaceful tribe um mm-hmm. as opposed to the others that are geared towards violence and so yeah. that probably didn't help their situation either yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I, like, I, I think I understand why you why you think that, but I don't think that's the main issue. I think there are other other issues with how the story culminates. Sure, and the Tuscans aren't aren't part of that. Another huge problem for me is I didn't think there was a a captivating villain of this show. Like, I really didn't care about the random Pike leader. Um, I think if they had introduced Cad Bane as, as the main villain earlier in the story, like have Cad Bane kill all the tribe. And then that gives it more of a feud between Boba and Cad. We already know about their history about Cad Bane and Boba's history within like the clone wars and stuff. Um, and so having Cad like destroy Boba's only family would just add more to that plate. Yeah, yeah, I th- that's a good point. Um, because I think something probably I know Taylor and I both agree, but Aaron, you probably would as well. Cad is in and out. Not only is he out, like he he's dead. <laughs> right, he comes in for thirty seconds at the end of episode five. Right, mm-hmm. and then how many? No, five six. minutes. No, six episode six. Episode yeah, seven because there's seven, and then maybe what twenty minutes of screen time. In the finale, less, less than then that, he, then he's dead. It's like five to ten. Yeah, I would say, say yeah, five minutes, maybe. To so. bring to bring that character into live action and then kill him off so quickly is such an injustice. But I have there are people that are speculating that he is not dead because the shot at the end, whenever he's ah! hey, listen to me, listen to me. There's a shot at the end when the camera's like zooming in slowly. He has a heart monitor on like his suit. And you can hear it like beeping, apparently. I'm not a medical expert, but I don't think people's hearts just instantly stop when they're stabbed. Yeah, you're not wrong. 
Yeah. You know, like when people get like stabbed, they, you know, there's blood gushing out and stuff and that wouldn't, I mean, but you know, this is Star Wars and he's an alien. So I'm trying to apply logic to something. No one can die. <laughs> has no logic. But no, I, I think I might disagree with y'all. I thought that killing Cad Bane was fine. I do agree, however, that he should have been made into more of a villain. Yeah. Because to your point, Taylor, I think the show had a lot of like minor villains. Like there was the mayor, there was the Pike Syndicate leader, mm-hmm. Pike Syndicate as this kind of looming specter overall. It's all about politics again, right? It's all about who gets to rule. It's all about who has the power. And so you don't need a central... I guess with the prequels, obviously, Palpatine is the the puppet master behind right. all of it i guess kind of in the same way that the pike leader would be here right that's kind of seems like that's the idea not as fleshed yeah. out of the character as palpatine but that not having a central villain wasn't so much of a problem to me because i'm super interested in exploring in the star wars universe where power same. is is given and how it's settled um yeah in the relationships that play that part keep the syndicate and the pikes in there but maybe i mean there's a rumor that kira was going to be the overall overarching villain of the pikes at the end maybe if they had done that then i wouldn't have a problem with it either but there needed to be something more and back to the cat bane like i'm not upset that he died i'll be upset if he comes back from the dead because that's just another on the long long list of people who can't fucking die that happens way too much in star wars like it's not i can't even use the force come on Right. It's not so much that he died, it's that he died so quickly with, with such a little amount of screen time. If Fennec can place. if Fennec can come back and her like digestive system is completely blown to shit, then Cad can come back and get modded too. Yeah, but that's different because we knew <laughs> yeah. that Fennec was saved at the end of the episode in which she was shot. Right? Like Yeah. If it, within that we didn't leave that episode thinking she was dead. Sure. And also, Boba was there to save her. Who's there to save Cat Bane? That, that's what Some I mean. Like, had, had this episode, the finale ended with a hand reaching out for Cad Bane, then it mm-hmm. would be, it would be yeah. like in the same uh, situation as Fennec, and I wouldn't be that upset about it. But <laughs> we have every reason to believe that he's dead. Sure. He was yeah, stabbed in the heart, and it ended with that now we now we have reason to believe that Cobb Vanth isn't dead because the right. finale ended the way it did or I guess mm-hmm. the the post credit scene yeah, gave us yeah, what it gave us he's gonna be modded he's gonna um, be modded so now he's gonna be cyber cyberpunk Cobb great oh. um another <laughs> that's what we need I think the biggest y'all really hate the mods don't you yeah we do ah, I'm not a fan I, I hate the cyberpunk the cyberpunk 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 spy kids yeah. Um but you're fine with Fennec. Yes. Uh so I wouldn't say that no. I am. I You're not I, fine with Fennec? I have I just have a problem with that whole like on one you're hand so it's weird, cool. dude. You're so weird because you mentioned multiple times that you don't like Fennec. And that's weird to me. It's not that I don't like her. Um I don't think they know how to use her very well yet her character comes across pretty one-dimensional to me most of the time. I mean, she does the assassin job pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's cool, but I, I don't know. Like, nothing about the way that her character is portrayed is particularly 
captivating to me. I'm, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, for example, That's fine. in this last episode when, um, when Cad Bane comes and he starts taunting Boba, she's the one to kind of, yeah, she's voice the reason. And, yeah. 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 That's true. She, and she's throughout the show. She's, yeah. Yeah. Throughout, yeah. She's often the voice of reason trying to guide Boba to make a, a wiser decision or a more measured response. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I I need to do like a hard rewatch of everything, but uh, I I think just this whole like cyberpunk modding idea in the first place, it just comes across as lame to me. I don't know. I just I just don't really like it. I mean, the idea that people are replacing parts of their body just to survive a hostile environment is pretty cool. And like earlier, you were saying, I love exploring the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Sometimes when you're exploring something, you don't like everything you find, but at least they're adding or they're not even really adding. Cause like, you know, like Taylor's mentioning earlier, like we have seen prosthetics before, like Luke's hand and yeah, stuff. the hand and stuff. I think That's this true. is just a development of a pre-existing idea. I think if there's a criticism to be made of the mods it's that their characters come across as like, you know, angsty teenage kids, but yeah, that's what they are. So, a couple of other really big things for me was the whole Mando side quest. They took way too much time out of Boba's show to go on Mando's story that should have probably belonged yeah. in Mando season three. Look, episode five of Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, is Mando season three, episode one. You're not wrong. <laughs> Spit, spitting facts. It. Yeah. I, mean, I have I a hard time you. saying that either episode five or six are my favorites of Boba Fett because they're not fucking Boba Fett. Like they're yeah, not exactly. this show. They are a different show. Mm-hmm. So I just I have a very hard time with these because yes, they're quality wise. What what we're given within them is awesome. Like, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, unequivocally, great Star Wars content in the wrong show. Yeah. That, like, just really takes me out of it. I don't feel like it took me out of it, but I do agree it doesn't really feel like it should have been so much of an emphasis on Mando. Like, maybe they don't show Grogu in this show. Maybe they just show Mando getting a Starfighter. Yeah. And then leave all the rest of it out. Yeah. But I mean, then we would we'd be missing Grogu and that would be sad. Yeah, I mean yeah. like I, could, I said earlier, Grogu does play a role in the finale. I would say a pretty significant role. And so I'm not so upset with that. Boba Fett doesn't come in at all in episode five in mm-hmm. his own show. What is happening there? We've yeah, been waiting just, how long for this? And then you give me an episode where he does the title character isn't even there? That's great. That's madness, dude. A meme that I saw about um about the show was pretty funny. It was like Boba's back to being just like his old character. Or he's just like yeah. standing around and saying one line per episode. <laughs> My yeah. favorite meme was um, after episode six aired. And it was like, just confirmed, Boba Fett will be making a cameo in episode seven of the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that, great. That kind of transitions into my final 
problem with the show. With Boba Fett that we know prior to the show, we know he's a bounty hunter. We know he's a badass. And that's all we really know about him. And so I think the writers were trying to find a way to make this character relatable to most people. Like, you can't write a show of just a bounty hunter doing badass things all the time. He's unstoppable. There has to be conflict within any kind of writing. Yep. But it's like they made Boba Fett such a bitch in this whole season. Like, he gets beat up in every episode. He barely fights back. And yeah. we never see him use... We, we don't even see him, like, use all of his gear and his fighting skills until the last episode, the last episode. of the season. Yeah, and that true. was such a problem for me. Like, in the first episode, all we see him do is use his wrist rocket to blow up some assassin guy. And then coincidentally, right after he does that, he tells Fennec to bring the other guys back alive after he just toasts this guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, so weird to me. But, yeah, it's, it's like, like... Bring them back alive, but not that one. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett gets beat up by a bunch of little kids with sticks. Boba Fett gets thrown around in a diaper I mean, he's, on the he's floor. He's chained up. He's chained up for most of the time that he's with the yeah. Tuscans, so you can't really blame him for that. And you could also argue that he wasn't going to try to escalate that conflict by like right. beating up the Tuscans' kids because <laughs> yeah, they by, probably by will just murdering children. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you want, Taylor? You sick fuck. To be fair, that might be more in line with the Boba Fett character we knew of, of from lore. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to, a main problem with the show. And I can see where y'all are coming from with, with what y'all have said. Um, but it's that there's no reckoning, really, from Boba with his past. Yeah, that uh, that's what I was going to bring up in a, in a different yeah. way. But yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you could argue he was just doing his job. But he actually worked for the Empire. But there's no reckoning for that. And Cad Bane is really the only one who brings it up, even. He's like... Boba in a very passing a comment, yeah. We see we see like random flashbacks of him on Camino, but it's like Oh yeah. Know, I those. don't even know what those fucking flashbacks mean. Like <laughs> I completely just, forgot yeah. about those actually. That's all we really see. I think the big problem to me, just overall well, there's there's two main problems with the show, and I don't really want to only talk about what's wrong with it. For all these complaints that I have, there are still cool moments within each episode. But I can't say that all of those cool moments will make me like the show as a whole anymore yeah. or less. The, so the main two issues that I have, one is that two-sevenths of the show, so what is that, like 31% of the show, it belongs to a show that is not this. Yeah. That's, that's probably number one on my list of, of complaints. Number two is that I still don't really know what the show's about. And I don't really know who Boba is. Because the Boba we have in the little glimpses of the original trilogy are a bounty hunter who works for, yeah, like a fascist empire, a regime, who is just hired to kill. And fans were always like, give me more of this character. He looks so cool. Let's find out more about this person. And we get a little inkling of that in the prequel trilogy where now we have young Boba and his father again is helping this like growing fascist empire. 
And so Boba is like, okay, we're learning why he was kind of inundated with this as a, as a child and grows into that. And mm. now he's coming out of like almost certain death, escapes it somehow, and is held captive by another tribe and then decides to take over a, a crime business. Yeah. And then yeah. wants peace or yeah. wants to control the spread of power. Like, that's where I'm like, I don't really know what the show's about. While he's, you know, captive and then actually turns ally, he learns mm-hmm. something. I think the idea is that he learns something about what it means to be part of a tribe, which I recognize yeah. that language could be, could be problematic, but learns what it means to, like, have a people to belong somewhere. And then they're killed. And then and he goes so, to take over. Like I, yeah, I know. I don't know. Am, am I making I, sense there? You, you are no, making sense. Yeah, you are. I do have. I know where the show is coming from because, like, in episode four, Boba and Fennec are around the campfire, and he's like, "You know, I'm tired of doing mm. the bidding of these stupid people and getting yeah. my life in harm's yeah. way. So I want to make a better life for myself." And you can join me if you want to, but it's still like, it's not enough for me to make Boba Fett believable in this new character that he is. Right. Agreed. They should have spent maybe those two episodes that were from Mando season three on character development. Yeah. Give give me more development of both of these. Yeah. Really the two leads. It is, you know, his show, but I, I would say that I still liked the show overall. I can definitely see where you are coming with from with with your complaints, um, but I would definitely rather have seen it than you know, it, or rather that it exists than. Oh not. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely don't feel about Book of Boba Fett the way I feel about the sequel trilogy. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like we the all, universe would be better off be okay without with those just kind of disappearing. Right? Yeah, yeah. As far mm-hmm. as like the story goes, um, yeah. So what I was going to say by way of like I guess more hope for this show. I think we all remember after Mando season one came out, a lot of people had similar arguments about the middle episodes of that show Mm -hmm. that they didn't really go anywhere. They were all side quests. You know, they, they didn't really belong like the first two or three episodes are great. And then the last two episodes are great, but everything else in the middle kind of, kind of lame kind of sucks. But now in light of Mando season two, we understand why those were important. So I'm really hoping that either in a Book of Boba Fett season two or in Mando season three, we get some kind of redemption for for this show. Like that this show will make more sense or provide more to the Star Wars universe in light of like future things that come in the same way that the middle of Mando season one did. Yeah, we can only hope. I've, I think one of the reasons that I, I enjoyed the show a lot more than seems like a, a lot of people didn't really enjoy it that much is because I went in with like zero expectations. I tried to like, I watched the trailer once, but I got to yeah. say the trailer gave me no reason to be excited <laughs> about the show. Yeah. I saw the trailer too. I just meant like, I didn't go in expecting like any particular thing from the show. So I was yeah, just kind okay. of there for the ride. Right. Um, and I feel like longtime fans of Boba Fett looking at you, Taylor, Y'all all wanted, like, a specific thing from the show. Yeah. Which probably differs yeah. from person to person. A lot of 
people didn't get it. Like, look at the Boba Fett from Mando season two, who we get to see him do exactly what we wanted to do right from the get go. And then right. look at this Boba Fett that we got. I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. Is it the lack of fighting <laughs> or like successfully killing people? No, I just, you? I feel like, see, I think they messed up with having a Mandalorian show because Mandalorian's story should have been what Boba Fett's story should have been. Mando doing all these bounty hunting missions, um, I think since we already have that, we can't get another show like that with Boba Fett, so they have to come up with something new. Um, and I feel like they were doing it from the start. They can't do another show yeah. like that with Boba that we know. Counterpoint, Star Trek has made quite a few shows that um, all kind of hinge on the same central idea of just exploring space right. and just like finding out wacky shit about the universe. Yeah. And Star Trek has done very well. I, I think maybe they felt that pressure, but I, I think they probably could have gotten away with doing something where Boba was actually just doing bounties or something. Yeah, like just that. I think it would have been fine. I mean, I would have been fine, but I feel like the average viewer would have complained, oh, this is just Mando again. I had a problem with Luke's ultimatum at the end of episode six. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that yet. Because yeah. the Luke that we know after Return of the Jedi, he doesn't know anything about traditional Jedi teachings. And so I feel like he's starting this new academy of Jedi. He just sounds so traditional in the way that he is offering these things to Grogu. Yeah, he's going that like real orthodox. Yeah, it seems out of character for the Luke that we know. Um, Well, he eventually grows into it with the sequel trilogy, I guess, which sucks. But yeah. But at least we get that great scene of Yoda laughing. (laughs) Yeah. That that, that's probably my favorite scene in the sequel trilogy, honestly. <laughs> it's a great scene. But yeah, I I don't know. I loved seeing Luke again, but yeah, that ultimatum felt a little weird. Um, like you were saying when we were talking about it, Taylor, um, like a week or two ago, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if we find out that Grogu actually does have both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking that Luke was testing him, probably. And he's really just going to give him both instead of choosing. But maybe we'll find out in season three of Mando or something. All right. Well, that's about all we've got for this episode. Um, I know it's been a while. Uh, We've just had life to deal with lately. So we just haven't had the time to do it. This is Um, our first all virtual episode. Yeah. We're all in different places right now. Yep. Reagan's in Boston. Aaron and I are in Texas. Um, So... It's, it's different, but we're doing it. Uh, stay tuned. I think we've got plans to do some more episodes. Uh, we'll see you next time.